Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed, and this is Marek Larwood. Hello, Marek. How are you? All right. Same as usual. Good. Uh, now, it's the Oscars this weekend. Oh, I can't believe it. And we have been invited. We have been invited. We are... I am being uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's body double when he needs a shit. Yes. And you're being um, Anne Hesch, aren't you? Which is good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We've not been invited. We've not. For the, we have not been invited for the 88th time. <laughs> And I will take only four or five more snubs before yeah. I will get really mad. So um, this is the moment where well, this is this is your last chance to send us your predictions for the Oscars, and we're going to go through our predictions of what the, we think is going to win the best picture, best director, uh, best actor, best actress, best supporting actor, best supporting actress and then we're going to go away and if, so and if you want to um uh send in yours to win the fabled film fandango certificate yes which you can print out yourself, you print out yourself <laughs> black and white or colored depending your on how choice, many uh, whatever quality of paper you desire um but it will be special won't it it's going to be good you will type out the person's name on the on the document i'll i'll do all sorts of stuff i'll waste my life doing that and how do people enter they just email us email us dearfilmfandango@gmail.com we do not want to collate all of these things from all across different social media by you sending us an instagram photo of your nomination but just make sure the title is oscar predictions oscar predictions in the subject line then just put them out and then if anyone gets them all right they'll win I mean who knows Mary? maybe you and I will get the certificate I am going to since we're now entering pretty much two months of me not having work I'm going to take up gambling okay that's that's (laughs) every winner's choice I'm going to put a five pound accumulator bet on the nominate on the guesses you're about to yes okay so shall we shall we go through them yes shall we start with the least important <laughs> I was going to say best supporting actress as Whoa. a joke <laughs> but I knew people might not think of it as a joke um, okay best supporting actor let's go for first um so what are you going to go for what well, the nominations for best supporting actor are Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight Sylvester Stallone for Creed Tom Hardy for The Revenant Mark Rylance, Bridge of Spies, Christian Bale, The Big Short, and Marit Larwood for The Bumming Man. <laughs> so, who do you think is going to get it? I have seen um, 
all of these actors apart from Creed I haven't seen yet and I I don't understand what the fuss is about Mark Rylance he doesn't okay. move his face no not in not in film he moves anything. it a lot on stage he doesn't do anything he just it's just like a it's, I could do it just like miserable and don't move your face just speak very clearly if I basically put my head in a freezer yeah for half an don't hour do that. and then just to do some to acting. hang out with Gemma Arterton and uh, yeah and Anna Kendrick from last week Christian Bale was very funny in the big short Tom Hardy is just not really speaking mumbling his way through evidence okay Mark Ruffalo I love Mark Ruffalo yeah. in Spotlight I thought he was brilliant but I looked at the odds for him he's a 33 to 1 outsider yeah but you'd make a lot of money if he got it wouldn't you on your accumulator <sighs> who are you going to go for they're going to give it to Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, that's what I think. Because I haven't seen Creed, but I heard it's good. Mark Ruffalo's going It's to... almost like a um, one of those... Uh, what's it called? Lifetime Achievement Awards as well, yeah, isn't I it? Think because... it's, I think this is, this is, this is the crowd-pleasing one. Yeah. And every... I mean, he's... All the other four, especially Christian Bale, Tom Hardy and Mark Ruffalo, they're going to be around for the next 20 years. Okay. Doing, I yeah, think. Yeah. Unless there's a drug overdose. So I go for Stallone. What about you? I was going to say the same, but to make it different, shall I go for? No, go for what you go for what you think. I think it will be Sylvester Stallone. Okay. Okay. So that's two two slides. Stallone's best supporting actress. Uh, the nominations are Rachel McAdams for Spotlight, Rooney Mara, Carol, Jennifer Jason Lee for The Hateful Eight, Kate Winslet, Steve Jobs, Alicia Vikander for The Danish Girl, and Marit Larwood for The Bumming Man. So who who are you going to go for? You've not said Jennifer Jason Lee. For, for, did you say that? Yeah, I said that, mate. Um, well, you can pick. I've not seen um, Steve Jobs or the Danish Girl. I've only seen Steve Jobs. Was she good? Because she won the BAFTA for it, didn't she? She did. She was good. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I. I think this is the of all of Alicia them, this is the closest one. Alicia Vikander didn't win anything for Ex Machina, did she? No, and she was brilliant, and she has exploded onto the scene uh, this year. I'm going to go for Alicia Vikander. This is the one that's going to undo my money. Out of the three I've seen, I think Rachel McAdams doesn't really do much in the okay. spotlight. I don't understand why she's got an Oscar for it. I thought Rudy Ma was excellent in Carol, but Jennifer Jason Lee was. Brilliant hate for eight. Would, oh. would they give an Oscar to a Quentin Tarantino film though? That's... I don't think they would. No. I think. Ah. Oh. I think it's. I'm going to go for Rooney Mara. Okay, Rooney Mara. Rooney. Mara. We have diverged. So only one of us could get the certificate now, Mary. And I know how much you want it. I want the money. <laughs> what money? There's no money. They win. I want to win my bet. Oh, right, yeah. Best actor. Best actor. Okay, the nominations are... Eddie Redmayne for The Danish Girl. Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs. Brian Cranston for Trumbo. Matt Damon, The Martian. And Leonardo DiCaprio for The Revenant. Do you want to go first? It's your turn. I... Everyone's talking about how Leonardo DiCaprio has never won one and it's his year. Yeah, I I think this is a... a it, it's got to be DiCaprio. I mean, Matt Damon's all right in The Martian. I've actually not seen the other ones. But uh, it's going to be... Leonardo, he's really good in it. You just give him it. 
Give him it and shut up. Yeah. He had to fight a bear, you know. Michael Fassbender just had to hang around some nerds. Uh, it, he's very good in it, though, in Steve Jobs, Michael Fassbender. Um, yeah, I'm going to go DiCaprio as well. Okay. Okay. Best Actress. The nominations are Brie Larson for Room, Charlotte Rampling, 45 Years, Kate Blanchett, Carol, uh, Suarez Radicassimino, what's her Sa- name? Sa- Sa- Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan? I don't know. Yeah. Brooklyn. And Jennifer Lawrence for Mop Lady. Uh, joy. Um, so, it's my turn first, isn't it? Um, Charlotte Rampling is not going to get it after her comments about... Uh, black, uh, black, no black people. No black people at the Oscars. Because there will be so many black people presenting the awards. Yeah, she's definitely not going to get it. She's not going to get it. She's already shot herself in the foot. I think Brie Larson, there's been a lot of noise about it. It's a smaller film. Uh, everyone seems to love it. I'm going to go Brie Larson. I actually... I think I preferred... Kate Blanchett. And Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, her. okay. But Jennifer Lawrence has already won it, and it's not as great a film. I think they're going to go for Brie Larson as well. Wow. Okay. So we're very close on this one. Best director. Is it Adam McKay, The Big Short? Sorry, I was George, just trying to find it. Yeah. George Miller, Mad Max Fury Road, Alejandro <laughs> D- G. Inarritu Revenue. <laughs> Rev- revenue. The revenue. The Revenant. Oh God. Lenny Abrahamson, The Room, Tom McCarthy, Spotlight. Okay. Who's going first on this? It's uh, you can go me. first. Okay. Best director. Oh, Inaruto won it last year, didn't he? For um, Birdman. Yeah. Uh, people do love him. I wonder if they'll give it to George Miller. And I know it's an action film, and they don't tend to. It's incredibly well shot, and it's it's got a bit of a, a feminist vibe to it, which has been very politically, you know, accepted uh, this past year, you know. Very zeitgeisty, if you like. Mm. Um, I mean, the sensible bet is in Naruto, isn't it? I'm going to go with the... <sighs> Screw it, I'll go with George Miller, just for... Uh... Crazy! It is crazy, it's absolutely crazy. Crazy! It is an e- he's an excellent director of action, man. I want him to win. I'm doing that terrible thing of betting on the one you want to win. I think Inarato, whoever you say his name, is going to win from Revenant. The action sequences are brilliant. Okay. The whole thing's... It must have been a nightmare to film. It looks stunning. It looks beautiful. And it, it you know, rolls along at a fair old pace. Yeah. I think Tom McCarthy really handled Spotlight and the actual dealing with, um, you know, paedophilia in the church in a brilliant way. Which should be commended. Room, yeah, uh, Big Short, I'm not uh, is over hugely overrated. I think George Miller did a brilliant job on Fury yeah. Road as well. I think to shoot like you, you said before, to shoot a, a chase scene for a whole film, yeah, and make it exciting the way it looks. And, it looks incredible. And just you know, you can see everything happening. The yeah. fact, the fact that this is a film that you should see in IMAX if possible. Whereas most, if you blow them up that big, it makes them even harder to work out what's happening. And you can just. The subject of every single shot is clear, yeah. and so few directors these days know what that even means. Like, to be able to do a good chase is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And he's done it. So, um, 
Well, I think he's, he's done, yeah, so I'm going to go for uh, the, uh, Alexander, I can't even say his name, it's so embarrassing, I'm doing a film podcast, I can't even bit the director's name. Alejandro González Inarruto. And finally, the, be- the best picture, The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, Room, Spotlight. Okay, what are you going for? I've said it before, I think the best of these really stands out is Spotlight, because I think it... Uh, It'll win it. I think it's the best film. I think it'll win it because the way it happened, the subject matter is so important and handled brilliantly. And The Revenant's the only one I think that is close to this, really. It's my second favourite. Okay. But I think I think because they'll give uh, Inuritu the best director, the best picture will go to Spotlight. It, I hope it does go to Spotlight. Okay, well then, just to be different, so we're not exactly the same... <laughs> Uh, although we've, we've diverged on two of them already. I'll go with The Revenant. Well. There you go. There are predictions. If you're listening to this after having the Oscars have come out. On Sunday a night. Completely pointless podcast. Completely, completely pointless. Unless you just like the sounds of our voices. I know, no way. <laughs> no way. They make me sick. If you agree with us or disagree with us, then please email your predictions of Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor and Actress to dearfilmfandango at gmail.com. And best of luck, everybody. Now it's time for the letters section. It's time for this, you mean. Here's one. Here's one. It's from Jake Langridge. <laughs> okay. And what language does he want it in? Well, you better read it. It's written in English. Okay. Hi, American David. I was just wondering if you guys have had a chance to watch Winter on Fire, colon, Ukraine's Fight for Freedom on Netflix yet. A really interesting documentary on the maiden protests and revolution in the Ukraine. It strikes me as the sort of thing you guys would discuss, and I would love to hear your opinions on the podcast. On a different note, I also watched 12 Angry Men the same night and was surprised how well the film held up almost 60 years later. As a child of the 90s, I often find older films dated and slow-paced, but 12 Angry Men had me hooked from the start and got my IMDb rating to an impressive 8. Thanks for all the hours of entertainment. Jake, keep watching the films. It's 12 Angry Men. It's superb. It's absolutely superb. I thought we might talk a bit about Netflix because um, I, I've I've got another letter here on our, on our, from our Facebook page. Yes. Which I'm going to access now. You might notice this week, the previous um, episodes for a few weeks ago, you would have heard the whir of my computer slowly dying. Yes, it was a sort of constant drone in your ears that I couldn't edit out because it changed pitch every three or four minutes. I apologise for that. Um, and I'm trying to work out how to get information up on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Merrick does have a smartphone, just in case you're picturing him with a... This is it. This is the one I wanted... Do you want to read this out? Sure. Uh, oh, he's actually dressed... This is from Ben Thomas Highton. It's on the same subject as um, before, so I thought it'd be relevant. Seeing as you've got a Netflix account and time on your hands, this is addressed to Merrick, if you want to bone up on other Oscar nominees, I recommend the best documentary feature nominated films. 
What happened, Miss Simone, is a warts and all portrait of Nina Simone's more difficult years and shows her to be a complex talent of integrity and massive personal conflict. Also nominated, though not currently on Netflix, is The Look of Silence, Joshua oh, Joshua Oppenheimer's follow-up to The Act of Killing, this time looking at the same genocidal campaign discussed in that film, but this time from the victim's perspective. Not as obviously brilliant as the first film, it is still an incredible piece of work, driven by the central figure's quiet dignity and strength in confronting his brother's murderers. But the standout for me is the absolutely jaw-dropping Winter on Fire, a grassroots telling of the conflict that took over uh, Kiev for three months when the corrupt Ukrainian government vetoed the bill to join the EU against the wishes of its citizens. It shows the lengths corruption can go in defying those that put the powerful in power, and in turn, the power in the people the power the people hold when they unite behind a cause and refuse to back down to violent bullies. I'm truly not doing it justice. It really is a staggering piece of work with moments of devastating and, occasionally, fist-pumping power. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on it. And that is from Ben Thomas Hyten. Well, um, so I... I Thank you for that, because I got those two recommendations. I um, went and watched most of the, the best documentaries. Um, I started watching Amy with my mum yeah. on the Isle of Wight, but I found it sounds really bad, her really annoying, and there was loads of swearing in it, so we stopped it for after oh, 20 minutes. I'm sorry. But um, I haven't seen Cartel Land yet, but I've seen The Look of Silence, which is on Netflix by Joshua Oppenheimer. Right. He made the one about the uh, in the killings in Indonesia, which we, we yeah, watched yeah, as well. Yeah, I did. Which it, is an uh, incredible piece. I mean, just to follow and find find the humanity of a man who has been so inhuman in his yeah. past is uh, revelatory in terms of human nature. I think. And this is this is look at science is very similar ground. I think Ben's explained it perfectly. You're just following this bloke whose his brother was killed he's speaking to the people he's interviewing um, he's an optician so he tests them for the, right. their eyes and he speaks to them while they, while he's doing their testing their eyes it's very uncomfortable very depressing I mean you can't really rate things like this but it hasn't got that weirdness that the act of killing's got I think once you've seen it mm. you feel like oh well it's a similar treading on similar ground but, and then that's a very good documentary what happened, Miss Simone? Is a fascinating look at, into the life of um, Nina Simone and how she uh, very angry woman, very scary woman. Yeah, and Winter on Fire, which is also on Netflix. Uh, this is something I want to talk about really briefly. Netflix is so suddenly really taken over these documentaries, and the fact that you can get footage now. We talked about this before. There's so much more footage available now. Yes, like uh, making a murder is a perfect example. But Winter on Fire. You base you follows through the ninety five days, whatever it is, or hundred and so days, in this square which people take over in Ukraine to protest about the government making decisions about the EU for, for them and deciding with Russia. It's absolutely fascinating. Um, if it, if it was a lot like the square, which is the one set yeah. in Egypt, but I think this is um, because it's all in one location. There's interviews of people who uh, you know they're, they're people they knew lost their lives. This follows all the way through documents all the way through how. Things just uh, basically you cannot believe it's 2014, and yet the people are fighting against almost tyrannical governments for yeah, yeah. Uh, with with the police force using this army to try and suppress people from uh, innocent protests, mm. which gets uh, um, uh, accelerates in violence as it, as as it goes on. I think they can basically just 
it's fascinating. Please watch Winter on Fire. It's an amazing recommendation. I think it should win. The, I haven't seen Cartel Land, so out of the four I've seen, it should win the best Oscar. It, the footage is jaw-dropping. And it, and it feels... I think, why was this... It was covered in the news. Yeah. But a bit like in Spotlight. Our, it makes me feel like the news is so sort of short-term. We're missing all these long-term stories, things that are going on, or it becomes boring in the in the in the press. It's, it's yeah, not really yeah. we don't we haven't got the backstory bit, so we just hear oh, there's more fights. Anything that needs any sort of depth or analysis seems to just be abandoned. For uh, a man falls down and is hurt, look at him there. It's yeah. sort of that sort of short-termism, you know, which is just meaningless, isn't it? But I think we should talk about Winter on Fire. No, um, when you've because uh, this is our Oscar episode, really. Yes. We'll talk about the net. We'll talk about more documentaries on Netflix. But I want to talk about it briefly because this is the Oscar episode, and we'll talk about Winter on Fire in more detail. Great, another yeah, time. happily, happily, I'll catch up on them. All right, super duper. Great. Well, um, we will be back next week, and some we will announce who has won our glorious certificate. Oh, I hope it's me. I hope it's me. I hope I have to make a certificate for myself. Absolutely <laughs> 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 pointless. <laughs> All right, we will be back next week. Keep Keep watching watching the the films. films. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.